This podcast is brought to you by Bonus Room Productions and We Own This Town. I am Jason T. Mears, Esquire. And I'm Kelly Hoyle Bullock. And we are San Dimas Today. How's it going, Kelly? Oh, JT. Happy holidays, buddy. Happy holidays, man. Uh, it's it's almost Christmas. Can you believe it? I can, because I know how to operate a calendar and, you know, days tick off and we get closer and closer. I know. It's going to be Christmas uh, pretty close to the time the listeners hearing this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break. You know, our, our families and loved ones miss us. So mm-hmm. we've promised to come up from the podcast minds, put down our pickaxes and you know, travel back home to see our our loved ones. Right, right. But then we're going to come back in 2019, hopefully with some more interviews. We are quickly approaching the 30th anniversary of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And we're cooking up some good ideas, maybe do a little something here in the Nashville area for that. Uh, You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep you posted. You know, it it, it could be something amazing. And if that's something amazing is a couple of guys sitting around a card table playing canasta, and that's what it is. But you know what? It's going to be great. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what it is that we actually come up with. It's going to be an amazing time. And it it's – I didn't even realize when we started this thing that we were so close to the 30th anniversary of the first film coming out. It's kind of cool that we are doing this run at this point. Right, right. It's uh, it's perfect, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple things on tap for today. One, right. we're going to continue the theme from the last episode of Diane Franklin where we – Uh, aired some grievances that we had with the films, uh, right? Right, right. Well, last time we aired grievances of the films. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to air some grievances of ourselves and of our previous episodes. Gloves are coming off. (laughs) Gloves are coming off. And then also to actually make sure that this is anchored in some meaningful way to Bill and Ted, we're going to discuss Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, the cartoon series. Yes. Which uh, we've dived a little bit into Mm. and uh, I, I... Actually, I'd seen more of that than I, I thought I had. Yeah. Watching them, I was like, oh, wow, I, I do remember this. Uh, major differences between a, the first and second season of that, right? Y- yes, we're going to get into mm-hmm. that. Faux mm-hmm. show. Okay, so continuing on from the last episode where we you know, talked about some of the flaws of, of these movies that we love so much. You know, Jason and I, we can admit that we are not perfect people. It took me a while to... Admit to that, but yeah, I'll, I'll go along. I finally with you. talked you into it. Finally, finally, and you know what? I'm begrudgingly here. So, <laughs> so we admit maybe we've made some mistakes over you know the last few months doing this wonderful podcast. Perhaps there were there was misinformation, uh, and even our listeners have corrected us on that. Maybe um, even we hadn't done our homework and didn't actually know what we were talking about <laughs> while we were acting like we knew what we talked about. Exactly. But we, we, we do feel like uh, you can at least tell how much we love this thing, no matter how wrong we are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> if, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, it's that you and I do genuinely love these movies. Uh, you know, one of the things we were talking about earlier... You know, especially with myself, just doing the editing a lot, but going back and listening. Uh, okay, well, let's, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Everyone, Kelly Hoyle Bullock does the, all of the editing for this show. So I don't know if you know what that means, but it it means that he's doing so much of the heavy lifting on, on the back end of this stuff. I will, I will tell you this. I have gotten so many compliments from people who are like, I can't believe the rapport that you and Kelly have. It's like, If I were to do a podcast with my friends, it would sound like we're a bunch of bumbling buffoons. It's com- completely fabricated, people. 
completely fabricated with, you know, these wondrous hands and ears. Yeah. I, I, if they could see a, a video feed, like 40 minutes, like most, most of our episodes are 30 minutes. 40 minutes of the video feed of like a three hour video feed of us trying to do this would just me pe- be pounding at the door crying, trying to get out. <laughs> Kelly edits all of that out and it makes it sound as beautiful and uh, <laughs> as seamless as, you know, what you ultimately listen to. Well, you know, we, I get to hear both of us talk a lot, right? Yeah. Probably two of the main things that I've, I've recognized are the lip smacks that mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Um, I've had to edit quite a few of those out. Uh, it's definitely just something I've, can't even really control that's gonna be hard maybe that would be my tell in a poker game if i played poker (laughs) but i pull out as many as i can yeah and then you know we've been learning how to do this sort of thing what what's great about you is that you'll just keep talking uh when maybe you're nervous or you did something incorrectly and then you're impossible to edit and you're welcome some degree you're welcome it was fantastic but we've gotten better at it i think I absolutely think you're right. I mean, I think that yeah. is one thing that I do that you have been able to correct. And, you know, I tried to make it as easy for you as possible. <laughs> and I try not to do that too much so that you get breaks in when I'm speaking so you can actually go back and actually take care of that. And I apologize that I made that difficult for you in the past. But I like to think that now things are easier for you. <laughs> Perfect. You didn't screw that up once. Thanks, I won't buddy. have to edit that at all. Great. Wonderful. You're welcome. Again. <laughs> One thing I would like to discuss with your editing, and you've done a great job, but part of your gig is cutting out segments of the show that don't quite in fit in thematically, uh-huh. or things that uh, just don't really relate to Bill and Ted, or maybe it might be a Ta- little tangents off-top. here yeah, and there. Few, sometimes they have to be sacrificed. They do, they do, and it's a shame sometimes. And you know, you're the guy who's taking on the editing. It's it's so much work, and I, I totally you know you do what you got to do, but. In one of our very earliest episodes, we had this incredible 15-minute conversation about us as younger men finding, independent of one another, pornography in the woods. And I really feel like it was insightful and uh, really like added a lot to not only the podcast, but to listeners and their appreciation of, uh, of us and growing up in the time that we did. Unfortunately, that ended up on the editing room floor, and I get it, but kind of a grievance that it never made it in. Okay. All right. Well, it's out there now. You feel better that you've... I feel better that I've mentioned it. You know, it's, I, I still wish everyone else could hear it. But second thing with your editing, uh, Kelly, and you're doing a great job, but something we have to address in the future is... Excellent! Yay! Thanks for the feedback, JT. Really appreciate that. Um, and I'll be sure to be as honest as I can with the work that we're doing here, you know? I appreciate it. Thank you very much for hearing me out, and I hope you're not offended. <laughs> not at all. Oh, goodness. So, you know, and continuing on with maybe things that we got wrong now that we've aired the things that we don't like about each other. Oh, we're doing <laughs> the things we generally don't like about each other? Because... Oh, man, we don't have enough time for that. Sorry. So we were going back and listening to a few of the old episodes. Uh, it had been previously brought to our attention by a listener. Kurt. Um, Kurt, you know, we appreciate you reaching out to us and we wish more of you would. Oh, I'm going to stop you right there before we do this, because <clears throat> I did hear from Kurt and I've, I have a question and that, and we're talking about editing. Okay. So this is, this is going to, Kurt, you made it back, man. You made it back. He wants to know, um, why our podcasts are generally about 30 minutes long and you know, if we feel the need to edit or why we try and shoot for that length. I would like to clarify, uh, our last episode was 52 minutes long. 
Right, and, and, and he brought it up in okay. the context of listening okay. to Diane Franklin and wondering why. There, there wasn't a complete plan. I think we can let our listeners know that at first we thought this would strictly be a podcast with you and I talking about Bill and Ted. And then uh, yeah. the, the interview component did not come into play. Right, initially. Sure. Yeah. And so I think the thinking was like, okay, two guys shooting the shit about Bill and Ted, half hour is a pretty good length. Um, it's probably about four or five times longer than anybody would actually want to sit through that. You know, maybe not long enough for people to love it as much as us. Right. And that's probably you, Kurt. And then the interview component came in, and I think, you know, when I do the editing, I'm not really thinking about getting it right down to 30 minutes, especially with the interviews. I just want good, I just want the best stuff of the interview in there. And uh, some of our interviews were shorter than others. Mm-hmm. And Diane Franklin's was the longest. Yeah, but I mean, but she, it was one of the best. Yeah, incredibly insightful. And we 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 decided to add in a couple other segments there that sure. went longer than we planned. So basically, what I'm saying is 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 that initial rule that we floated is not really a rule anymore. But we we still try and, and keep it around there if possible. Yeah, and, and I would say something. We just else. don't want to bore anybody, right? I would say something else when you when we're doing, especially not with an episode talking about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where we have reached out for folks and asked for interviews, they've generally asked for guidelines on time. And yeah. you and I have really tried to – like we, we've thrown 15 to 30 minutes out. Everybody's been very generous. Everybody's spent more than that with us. But in the course of a general interview, you have things like a train rolling in the background while Napoleon's telling you a wonderful anecdote. You know, you have Skype issues. <laughs> things come up. There will be a yeah. little bit of lag. And so things get right, tightened Right, right. But if they want to keep talking, hey – we're there for. Him. We're there for. They him. call yeah, yeah. anytime. Diane Franklin, you want to talk to us anytime? Mm-hmm. Terry, mm-hmm. we're here. But now, now I think we can move into just just more general territory of of things we got wrong, uh, and you know I think we initially started off with uh, what Kurt had brought up, where uh, I maybe surmised that potentially the beginning of play with me by Extreme was a, a, a Beethoven piece, and Kurt so kindly let us know it's actually Mozart. Um, and then Not, you, were, you were kind of a dick by upstaging him. You were like, yeah, I already looked that up, Kurt. Well, I just wanted to say that I didn't I didn't claim for sure that it was a, a, a Beethoven piece. Mm-hmm. And Beethoven did worship Mozart and would have definitely been playing his music. So I think it all works out fine. I think you're right. I and think I think Kurt right. is still awesome, and I hope he still listens. Okay, something that I completely um, – I, I lost nerd cred on. At one point we were talking about – the uh, various actors who had comprised the um, personages of historical significance. Yep. I had commented that most of them had shown up on uh, Battlestar Galactica. That was completely incorrect. What I meant was Babylon 5, most of them had shown up on Babylon 5. And I'm not even sure if it's most of them, but several of them did. So, (laughs) some... You blew it! Some... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of the personages of historical significance did appear on Babylon 5. I am almost certain none of them showed up on either iteration of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> they were killed before the first episode even started, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Just in the, in the intro? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like millions were, were dead? Yes. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. So that, that I was... Immediately, I I realized after I, we had ended recording that I had screwed that up, and luckily nobody called me on it. So thank you all for being 
kind and forgiving on that. Another thing that maybe I didn't completely claim, but had speculated that maybe Dweezil Zappa, since he wrote Two Heads Are Better Than One, actually played on it, but I can find no evidence supporting that. Okay. I think it was completely Nelson and whoever Nelson had in their band for that session. Yeah. Which might have been the band Nelson. Yeah. 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 Can't get a lot of information on who those guys are either. <laughs> you Google that and you just see a tumbleweed going across the screen. Not that we don't love Nelson and Powertool. Right, um, right. So there was also that episode with the uh, personages of historical significance. I completely slaughtered that phrase up and down that entire episode. I was mm, like, yeah, uh, I, I just. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I, I blew it. I blew it. Uh, probably with our interviews, I think my biggest cringeworthy moment was during Chris Matheson where I asked him about casting for it and I asked him if he had casted the movie via some normal casting method and I'm just don't don't know what yeah. I was thinking there I was just sort of like outside of myself watching me say these words to Chris Matheson you know you know what that guy was a consummate professional though he was i we we couldn't see his face but i feel like he didn't bat an eye he was just like i'm rolling he could have made so much fun of us oh god yeah well that that was not as bad as when he responded to my like i had emailed his agent and then at work i got a call on my cell phone and i answered it and it was like yeah this is chris matheson and i'm like what and i'm like you know, shut the front door. I almost <laughs> threw the phone across the... So he knew the greater professionalism he was getting in bed with when he agreed to, yep. to speak to us. So That's awesome. Yeah, but that, that was that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I would say with the interviews, my biggest thing is at the end of each interview, I'm just so happy to have talked to these people. Like, I, <laughs> 12-year-old me cannot believe that I'm talking to the, the participants of the, these movies, and I just cannot shut up thanking them. And so, you know what? I... I will say this. I'm genuinely thrilled to talk to these people and it comes through. But at the end of the day, I kind of look like a buffoon too. So uh, it is what it is. I, I hey, hope- that's why you have me, the editor. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, the cartoon. Yes. Because this is a thing that exists. You can see a lot of them on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and... Google them and, you know, watch them now. They also released a two-disc set, which is the best of the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, uh, which is most of the first season. It's like all the season, first season except for like five, and then it's all eight episodes of season two. Okay. So um, so when we start here talking about the first season first, yeah. which was Hanna-Barbera, yes. right? Yes, yep. Um, you know, we what we haven't done in a while is our recurring segment on a, a soundtrack song. Oh, yeah. And so I think what we need to do here and give our listeners is a little taste of the theme song from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. I love this thing. Do it. I had been selected for a most important journey. I was to help fulfill the destiny of the two great ones, Bill and Ted. Wild Stallions rule! And trouble moves too fast To save the future We must learn about the past Whoa!
All right. I mean, it's just great. How it's, incredible is yeah, that? Yeah, it's perfect. They did a, they, one of the best things about that cartoon. I mean, it, it, it it's almost a parody of early 90s cartoons, <laughs> but it's just, per, I mean, they nailed it. That's exactly what yeah. you want of that. Um, so that first cartoon, the, I was shocked to go back when I was looking at this. And when I watched the episode, the, the first one where they meet um, um, uh, the, the, the Marco Polo, they meet Marco Polo, right? Yep. And um, I was like, wow, they did a really good job getting those voices. Those guys really sound good. <laughs> it's actually Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves and George Carlin mm-hmm. and uh, Bernie Casey. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they got the- Like, how cool was it they got, of, of all the people, they got Bernie Casey? Name another cartoon that was aired on a Saturday morning that had Bernie Casey on it. Or George Carlin, for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but so the first season, which aired, I think, on ABC, right? ABC did it with Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, it sounds right. For their Saturday morning block, they got everybody signed on. They came in. They did it. Really cool. The cartoons themselves are not that good. I did like uh, certain things that maybe carried over from the movie a little bit. Uh, every time you see George Carlin, you get that little bit of the future. Yeah theme music going yep, on yep, yep. and i thought that was a nice touch did do great great touches with that yeah it's just um if you read you can go to the wikipedia page and read the synopses of the first season they don't have the second ones on there for that for some reason maybe because they're harder to find or the people who were doing the wikipedia page gave up at that point but all of them are like bill and ted are about to fail out of school again they've got to go do another report about this and so it's i mean it's a saturday morning cartoon yeah you know, there, there's you can't expect expect com, uh, complexity. Right, right. Unfortunately, uh, Missy and uh, Bill's dad get sort of the short end of the stick in the cartoon. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Missy's sort of straight out of the Jetsons. Yes. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so anyway, they, they did this first season for ABC. It was okay. for Probably for the time, it was a fine cartoon. Now, I'm a dad. I've got kids. I watch way too many cartoons, modern cartoons now. And I, I would say that the cartoons that are available to, our, to kids these days are five or six steps above what we grew up with just mm-hmm. because they know that they have to cater to parents too, to keep the TV on. So you've got through arcs, you know, you've got character development, you've got mm-hmm. major changes. It's an actual story you can follow as opposed to episode of the week where it's like same story beats every time. Yeah. Um, but they did an okay job. So there's so much more adult uh, animation out there too. Oh, that yeah. I feel like it has to influence the the children's animation. I feel like way. if that I feel like if a cartoon would have come out now, it would have ended up on Adult Swim and been a lot stranger. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Which would which would be pretty cool. Um, so a funny thing happened between season one and season two. The Fox Network, which was just starting out, they had like. Married with children and and a few other things. They were mm-hmm. they were trying to expand. They bought uh, those the, early days were something else. Yeah, right? weren't they? Um, they <laughs> they bought the rights to do a live action Bill and Ted television series called Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventures. Same title as a cartoon. So what they did is they got the rights from ABC and Hanna Barbera. They brought in Dick Animation, and they did their own series. They same animation looks looks the same. Yep. But they wanted it to uh, reflect the television series that they were creating more. So they fired all of the voice cast, which was the original cast from the movie. That's mind-boggling to me that you can say, well, no, George Carlin, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, we, Bernie Casey, we right. don't need you. Right, right. We're, we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. And, you know, 
maybe in retrospect, if you're doing a cartoon for Bill and Ted's, you don't need to pay those guys as much because it's just a cartoon version of Bill and Ted's. True. But on the other and, hand... And I don't know that we know the story there as far as would George Carlin and those guys keep doing it. Right. Right. That, that's uh, a, with, their, with their other careers happening. Yeah, right? Especially, you know, Keanu and, and things moving on and, and mm-hmm. jumping up. And I know Alex w- was involved in some other films at that point. But they, they fire all those guys and then they bring in the cast from the TV series that Fox is trying to do. And they have them voice things. They also introduce something called like squint vision, which allowed the time booth to not only travel through time, but to also go into TV and movies and books. <laughs> so a little weird. Oh, I mean, yeah, Jump, jumping a little bit of the shark there. I, yeah. For a kid's cartoon <laughs> in the second season, they only, they only made eight episodes and they held off on airing them because by the time they got around to producing that second season, it was 92, which is the year that Bogus Journey came out. And they would not air anything until Bogus Journey had actually turned a profit. So they sat on all this stuff for like months waiting for Bogus Journey to actually become profitable. Okay. Then they aired it. And uh, All right. That that makes sense. I did, I did not know that. Yeah. It all went down in flames after that. But, <laughs> uh, just, just so, so strange. Hmm. Well, that live series, I mean, I could really not even stomach the first episode yeah i think i told you it just sort of reminded me of like a porn production without the sex yeah that that's that's pretty much it that is pretty much it, with, it, the, with you know the biggest thing being those two lead characters just not capturing the spirit whatsoever no it, it, it there seemed to be a almost that fundamental misunderstanding that david newman talked about that so many people approached the original movie with yeah it seemed like they totally missed it with the tv series mm-hmm. although i think it's telling and i don't re- remember i don't know if you remember the early 90s and late 80s like this as much as i do but it seemed like everything was either about the vietnam war or elvis presley right <laughs> yeah. and both the animated series and the live action series had an episode where bill and ted went back and met the king <laughs> just ew, just strange why didn't they send him to vietnam i don't know yeah bill and ted go to vietnam <laughs> bill and ted on china beach yes <laughs> and also the second season you know it went to dick animation which they had done some original stuff but they were kind of at that point really in the uh adaptation game too they were uh, churning out the real ghostbusters cartoon which i don't know if you watched recently but my daughter has really started getting into the Ghostbusters cartoon, the okay. real Ghostbusters. It's terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> and the guy who does uh, uh, Bill Murray's voice is actually the guy who did Garfield <laughs> in the cartoon. That I did know because, and then of course Bill Murray yes. does Garfield in the movie. Right. It just that's incredible. That yeah. is that's beautiful. Yeah. It's it just it's <laughs> it's a really bad cartoon. But my six year old daughter loves it. Like. Slimer's there and is suddenly a mascot as opposed to much a much richer character. Oh yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, so little little interesting. Uh, <laughs> check out the cartoon if you're like a completionist, but it's not really not really going to be worth a ton of your time. It's it's mostly comforting that first season with the original voices, right? And also that excellent theme song. <laughs> 
All right, JT, I think that's all we've got for our Christmas episode. I think it's more than enough. I, I feel like my grievances have been aired. Yep. I feel like I've been listened to uh-huh. and appreciated by you. And I, I want to thank you for that, oh, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think our relationship only grows stronger because of things like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, hey, we don't want to just... We, we want to acknowledge that it's Hanukkah right now where we're recording this, and we want uh, all the holidays that happen everywhere this time of year to be acknowledged. Uh, we just want to acknowledge all of the holidays that any of our listeners might possibly be celebrating. Or if you do not celebrate holidays, we want to acknowledge the fact that you don't have to celebrate a holiday, and we respect that. So um, <laughs> Everything's cool, baby. Yeah, just have a happy holiday, man, or don't. Either way, it's cool. All right. Well, here at the end of the year, we want to thank Scooby Tunes Music and Scott, Scott Brickland. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we, we couldn't be doing this without the use of your song, mm-hmm. Walk Away. Yeah. And we want to thank Michael Eads. Mm-hmm. We own this town yep. for getting us out there to you. And JT, I just hope everyone is excellent to you. Listeners, I hope everyone's excellent to you, and I hope you're excellent to each other. And uh, I just want all of you to party on, dudes.